Hey y'all and welcome to this moment. This moment is where I like to discuss where I'm finding God in this moment. I believe that God can be found in all our moments if we truly take the time to look. I also believe that this very moment may be exactly what God has been preparing us for. So come on with me and let's take a look at this moment. All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Jamie. Um, And I just have a few updates for you this week. Um, I know we are stepping into Holy Week next week, and I am super excited about that. I love the progression of, you know, Jesus's ministry from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. Like just the, the story that's there is amazing. I've been doing a lot of studying on the things that Jesus was teaching in that time period. And that's what I want to talk to you about next week. This week, we're going to have a little bit of fun doing a Divinity of Disney today. I'm super excited about that. But before we get started. Book recommendations this week, y'all. I am so excited to recommend to you um, just a fun book. So I have, and it's not actually a paper book. I have been listening to the audiobook of Harry Potter. So I've done the Sorcerer's Stone. I finished that one. I also finished the Chamber of Secrets. And I'm currently working on the Prisoner of Azkaban. And it's on the audiobooks from Pottermore. Um, that's J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter Company, Um, but also it is narrated by Jim Dale, and he is phenomenal. Just to listen to his voices, the way that he brings each character to life is so exciting, and I've had so much fun listening to them. I actually find myself getting a little distracted. I have to be careful where I listen to them um, because I can create the the movie in my head, basically, from listening to the book. And sometimes I get caught up in watching the movie in my head. So I have to be really careful that I don't do that in places where it would be dangerous for me to be that distracted. Um, so I just, I wanted to highly recommend to you that set of audiobooks. If you like Harry Potter um, and you want to listen to an audiobook, it, it's great. And I listen to it through my Hoopla app. I have recently found out that authors actually do get some um, revenue from library subscriptions and libraries having their books on the shelf. And actually, each time they're checked out from these subscriptions and from the library, that actually does help support the author. That's not something I knew before. So I think that's really great. So check it out on your Hoopla app. If you have Audible, um, I, you know, my personal library does not carry it on their Libby app, but others might. Um, But also, you know, if you really like your own hometown bookstore, see if they can get it for you and that would help support them too. But that's the Jim Dale narration of the Harry Potter series. So much fun to listen to. Check it out. So welcome to the Divinity of Disney. Um, we, you might be seeing a revamp of this series in the future. I'm not real sure yet the direction of it, um, because it started because I was watching a lot of Disney movies with my kids. Um, but I have had the chance to watch other movies lately. Um, and I'm seeing God in those movies too. And I'm watching some DreamWorks movies, 
home. If you have seen home, um, my girls call it Boove. Um, it's a cute little animated movie that there's an alien and there's a girl and, you know, antics ensue. But, you know, that's a DreamWorks movie and it's not Disney. Um, so you might be seeing some changes in this series in the future because I want to include more media. I think um, speaking of media, I have recently realized that perhaps I need a media fast and not from producing the podcast necessarily, but from taking in media. Um, I spend a lot of time taking in social media for one, but also lots of articles and um, commentary books and things like that. And not that those things are bad, but when I am consuming them at such a rate that I am, it causes me to just kind of have some um, mental fatigue. So I'm taking a break from some of those things. You may not see me as active on social media uh, because of those reasons, but we're still going to be getting the podcast out there. So if you see the podcast shared somewhere, if you could share it again, that'd be really great. Also, if you are a fan of the show, you like listening to this moment, I would so appreciate a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. If you could, any kind of review would be great. Um, like us, follow us, share us. We would so appreciate that so that more people can hear and we can get the word out there. Um, and it also helps me know what things are doing well and what things aren't and what kinds of stuff people want to hear again. So I just, you know, if you like us, if you if you enjoy the podcast, if you could give us a like or a share and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. But on to the movie today. I am looking for the divinity in Disney's Turning Red. Um, now, there has been some controversy around Turning Red. People are having some issue with it. Uh, focus on the family's review of this movie was not great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm so sorry. Their their review of this movie has not was not great, um, but I think it's because they are expecting Disney to be Christian, and I think maybe that's an unrealistic expectation because Disney is not a Christian company. Do they create entertaining things? Yes. Do they create things that are good for kids? Sometimes, yeah. Um, as with anything. You've got to take the good with the bad, I think, and you have to kind of look at it from a holistic perspective. So that's kind of what I want to do today. Those of you who have not seen Turning Red, I highly recommend watching it. The reason that I recommend watching it is because even if you don't agree with it, you cannot have a reasonable discussion on it if you've never seen it. Um, you cannot go off of what somebody else tells you to decide how you feel about something. That's that's something I'm learning in my personal life. So I'm giving you that tidbit of wisdom that I'm gaining. Um, so just a little bit of background on Turning Red. It is the story and screenplay are by Sarah Stryker, Julia Cho, and Domi Shi. It's directed by Domi Shi. It was released on Disney Plus in March of this year. It's set in Toronto, Canada in 2002. 
So it has this really special place in my heart because I was in high school at that time. Um, and then later in my college career, I actually did two mission trips to um, Toronto, well, just outside of Toronto in Mississauga, Canada. Um, so I just, I had this special connection with the movie when I started watching it. Just there were familiar places and familiar feelings and things like that. So I was like a sophomore, junior in high school in 2002. So just all kinds of vibes coming off of this movie for that era. Like she has um, a flute case that she's carrying with her and there's a sticker on it that says Y2K-A-OK. Like I survived it. Oh, and I so remember like the Y2K crisis. Um, But anyway, so this movie had a budget of $175 million. It has currently grossed 13 Point five million, um, so it's a little shy of its budget. I think it's because it didn't get a theatrical release uh, because of you know COVID. So thanks COVID for that. Um, but also you know you're going straight to Disney Plus, and then it's got some controversy around it. And now there are some issues with you know Disney's stance on some political and social issues that are causing people on both sides of the spectrum to say, we don't really want to deal with Disney. I don't know that those things are warranted. I think maybe Disney is having some some changing pains. Um, they have changed leadership over the last decade or so, and just if things change, and you know we have to learn to adapt, and they're a business, and they're trying to figure out where they fit. So I think some of those things are kind of mixing into it. Now, they're also coming off of Encanto, huge success, and, but it's a completely different kind of story, like, and that's okay to tell these different kinds of stories. That's what Disney does. They're storytellers. They're also a business, and they're trying to make money, so they're trying to hit lots of different markets. This may not be the market for you, and that's cool. Um, It does star the voice talents of Rosalie Chang. She's the little girl. And Sandra Oh, who does the voice of her mother. You may know her from Grey's Anatomy. She's um, one of the stars of Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning. Um, So this movie, things that you can expect to see if you go and watch this movie. Boy band obsession. And that like... That felt so real to me, having been a teenager in 2002, boy bands. I remember watching like Kids' Choice Awards and I remember watching, um, there was a TV show, Making the Band, when they created the boy band O-Town and they reminded me so much of the band Four Town that's in there, that's in this movie. That's their boy band obsession is Four Town. There is a problem with Four Town in this movie. Here's my here's my deal. There are five boys. Four Town with the number four, but there's five of them. I'm struggling. That makes me struggle. Like, why do we name it Four Town? But there's five of them. I'm super confused. It does allude later in the movie that the number four is a bad omen. Um, It's kind of like the number 13 to us for Chinese culture. And apparently that's because the number four sounds very similar to the word for death in Mandarin and Cantonese. So that's interesting. Um, So that might be why they're four town, but they could have made it four dudes instead of five. I'm just saying that might would have been helpful. But anyway, 
Um, also, you're going to be looking forward to some strict parenting and um, some rebellion. But hey, it's a Disney movie. Every single Disney movie I think I've ever seen has strict parents and rebellion. Um, because honestly, rebellion is kind of a part of life and they're telling stories about life. So we see that. That was one of the big deals with a lot of the critics of Turning Red is that she is in like serious rebellion against her parents and she is specifically doing things against their wishes. But I'm just saying, if you look back at Ariel, like she was not supposed to be going to the surface, much less going to the sea witch to get legs so she could hang out on the surface with a dude she met like once and never actually talked to. So if we want to talk about rebellion, we can go back to the Little Mermaid or we can just kind of move on with our lives. Um, You're also going to be seeing some themes about puberty. So this is something that's a little bit different for Disney, I think. Um, Because even though they have had princesses who were getting married at 16, can we just say like talking about things that maybe aren't great. Um, But we've never actually referenced puberty before and the name is like this blaring red flag get it get it this blazing red flag about a girl getting her period and focus on the family's review of this movie um they categorized that with sexual content and some people have had have taken issue with that um because that's sexualizing young girls I've seen other perspectives on how having your period is a part of sexual reproduction and that's a part of your body and understanding, you know, how your biology basically. So if we're not calling that sexual content, what is it? I think the problem there is that we as a society have confused sexual information with erotic information Um, or content, whatever you want to say, Um, because yes, the human reproductive system is in fact sexual, sexual organs and biology, like that just, that is what it is. That's, I I don't know how else you would define it. Um, But I think what we often think when we hear sexual content and what focus on the family is usually referencing when they say sexual content they mean erotic content so I think maybe as a society we have skewed those definitions so much that it's really hard for us to draw lines that really should be there Um, but just be prepared that puberty and periods and pads so the three p's apparently show up because her mom thinks she's gotten her period um but really she's turned into a giant red panda And her mom, like, poor, embarrassing, embarrassing moments, like, cringe-worthy moments. Like, her mom shows up at school yelling that she forgot her pads. Like, oh, man. Just, I don't know, I felt for her. I just was pulling my own stocking hat down over my head, watching her wanting to, like, just disappear because her mom is screaming outside of her school. Um... So those things are there. The boy band obsession. Back to Four Town. Because apparently I just can't stop talking about them. The songs are so catchy. They are like earworm songs. Um, 
the one song that they keep singing over and over again, Nobody Like You, I think if I read correctly, Billy, I don't know how to say her name, Eilish, Eilish, and her brother, I'm sure I got that wrong because I am so not hip. Um, Hip, like who even says that? Clearly another example of how I'm not with it. Um, But anyway, uh, she and her brother wrote the songs and they're just super catchy and cute and you just, I kind of catch myself singing them when I don't intend to. And I've only seen the movie once. Um, but you know, they're cute and they remind me so much of like the NSYNC 98 Degrees Backstreet Boys LFO era. I don't, does LFO count? Like, are they boy band? Maybe, I'm not sure. Their song about nothing and Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know if that counts, but if it does, let's include them. If not, we'll just stick to the like, Justin Timberlake, Nick Lachey, Nick Cannon group of boys. Uh, So anyway, moving on to my actual review perception of this movie. It is not a movie that I am sharing with my five-year-old daughter, but it is cute. And like, as a parent, as a girl from, like, I was a girl in 2002, I was a teenage girl, It just, it was fun for me to watch. Now, if I had a 13 or 14 year old daughter or son, maybe I would watch it with them because it creates some really great talking points. So if you watch it with your kid, it would be a really great time to really talk about dealing with your feelings. Like, how do you deal with becoming a teenager and having these feelings that you've never had before? Um, How do you deal with becoming your own person? Because you can't be your parents as much as maybe your parents would like you to decide everything the same way that they would. That's not reality. We all grow into our own person. It would be a great time to talk to them about puberty. I mean, if you've got a 13 or 14 year old, you can talk to them about your body is changing or your body has already changed. And how how does this movie make you feel? Does it remind you of what you went through? And, you know, how can I help you as you're adjusting? It also is a really great segue, I think, into other religions. Because um, May and her family practice ancestor worship. Kind of like Mulan. So, like, if people are going to be fussing about May and turning red and her parents and praying... We, we got a comment on Mulan and her ancestors and her guardian, Mushu, and, you know, like her family temple. We can't ignore it in one place and fuss about it in another place because it suits us. But I think, personally, it's a really great opportunity to say to our kids, this is different than what we do. People in the world in different places do different things. Here is why I believe that the way that we worship Jesus and the way that we worship the one God and the way that we experience God as the Trinity of God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and why we follow that faith and why we believe it and why we believe that it's the true faith. And I think that's a great opportunity. I think if we run away from it, and I'm going to get to this in a second, I think when we run away from discussing things, when we run away from talking about stuff, 
that's when we get ourselves into trouble. I just wanted to take a second to tell you guys about my website. If you have never visited the website, maybe today is the day to check it out. On the website, you'll find all the podcasts, YouTube videos, and blog posts. And if you sign up to be a subscriber, you will get access to special content created just for the Cistern and This Moment followers. Things like fridge signs, cell phone wallpapers, and even an ebook free to you just for signing up. The website is www.thecistern.net. Our goal is to pour into your life with the Word of God so that you can pour into those around you. So here are the lessons that I feel like we can really pull out of turning red, the places where we can find God. In in this moment of watching this movie, here's, here's what I heard from God. Um, it spoke to me as a parent about openness with my children. Um, if we prepare for things, maybe they won't be so scary. And when we don't talk about stuff, that's when dangers grow because our children feel like they can't talk to us and then they're not prepared for what might be out there. They don't know how to respond in certain situations. And as their parent, that's our job to help train them in the way that they should go. But if we're not talking about the situations that they might find themselves in, we can't train them for how to act. In this movie particularly, um, May starts having feelings about boys and um, she draws these pictures of this boy um, and her mom freaks out on her. Now we don't really see the pictures, we don't know what she drew, but the mom does say, did this boy do these things to you? No, we have no idea what that is. It could just be kissing her. It, it could be brushing her hair. I don't know. I, I don't know what May drew in those pictures. It could be something that's a lot worse. But the fact of the matter is her mother has not created a relationship with her that allows May to talk to her about it. She's having these feelings and she doesn't know what to do with them because nobody has ever talked to her about that really. Nobody who's experienced these feelings before and has learned how to deal with them. So, I mean, that does mean that we as adults and parents have to learn how to deal with our feelings before we can train our children how to deal with their feelings. But I think those are important conversations to have. Also, as a parent, um, it spoke to me about holding on too tight. That if I hold on to my children too tight, I might just suffocate them. In my efforts to protect them from the world, I may actually squeeze them right out of my hand and into the world. Um, And it reminded me that God says we have to hold our plans with an open hand. And that includes our children. And if we're having the conversations and we're training them in the way that they should go, and they feel like they can talk to us, then perhaps we don't have to hold on so tight. And I am preaching to myself here, y'all. Because that is really hard. Because this world is not, it's a scary place. This world is a scary place sometimes. Because there is evil in this world. And we have to be aware of that. But we also can have faith that God protects us. So so that was those were big messages to me as a parent. But outside of the realm of parenthood, I saw this really cool picture of redemption. 
Um, at the end of the, the movie, she's able to come back to her parents to be a part of her family, um, but also continue to grow and mature in her own way. And her parents are able to see things from her perspective some, but then there's also, you know, there's still family structure and there's still rules and she still helps with her family's business. And I just think that it reminded me that God is always there for us to come home to, even when we've been in rebellion. Like, May gets to come back to her family, and they love her. Um, and she's no longer trying to just do the exact opposite of what her parents tell her to do. She's including her parents in her whole life. And we're going to get in rebellion as Christians. That's kind of how life works. We are going to rebel against the things that God has called us to do because sometimes they're hard. It doesn't mean they're not good for us. It just means that they're hard. Um, and rebellion is easy. Like if rebellion wasn't easy, why would we even do it? So we, we can easily fall into rebellion and sometimes without even knowing it. Like Food is one of my areas of rebellion when it comes to me and God in that relationship because it's one of those areas that I super struggle with inviting him into to be a part of. So I know what are good choices and I know what would be, you know, God honoring ways to take care of my body. And instead, I live in rebellion sometimes because it's just so much easier um, but but God says we're always welcome to come back from rebellion. There's always redemption for us. There's always a place for us at home. And he loves us no matter what. I mean, then, then there's the aspect of love. Like May is able to control her panda. Like she turns into a panda and she can turn back into a girl, which is something that her ancestors were not as able to do. Her mom and her grandma and her aunts. They had to completely get rid of the panda because they couldn't control it. May is able to control it because she has this unconditional love and acceptance of her friends, which was something that she wasn't finding at home, which, you know, that's another lesson to me as a mom. Like, how can I love my children? Train them, yes. Show them right and wrong, but also love and accept them even in places where they make mistakes and even in places where they choose differently than I would have chosen for them. And that's really hard for us because we want to hold on to control because we want to make the outcome what, what we think is best. And we have no idea what the best outcome would be because we're not God. So it's a really hard thing, I think, as a parent. Um, just a few warnings about... I, you know, I had mentioned earlier good talking points that if you watch it with your child, there are things that, you know, create good talking points. You can have some good conversations. And I did mention other religions. There, There is a section that got some more criticism um, from places like Focus on the Family and other religious reviewers. They show the the women getting rid of their panda and it's, it almost kind of looks like separating the spirit and the the person and there there is a lot of spiritual aspect to that 
again, there are just other religions that look at the spirit world very differently than maybe Christianity does, or maybe they don't look at it as differently as we think they do. You know, we, we believe in the spiritual realm. We don't practice that we believe in that a lot. Um, so, you know, it may just look different, very culturally different. It's great to be able to look at a film, I think, to be able to look at a film and say, this person doesn't look like me and I can still enjoy it. This person's culture is not like mine and I can still enjoy it. This person's faith is not like mine and I can still enjoy this movie because honestly, I believe you can find God anywhere. Um, And especially in telling a story because God's relationship with us, we get that relationship from story. That's what the Bible is. That's the story of God's love for us. So I think in the case of Turning Red, My recommendation, my take on this is that, yes, there is divinity in this Disney movie. There are some points where you're going to want to talk about how it's different than what we believe as Christians. It's also probably for a more mature child. It's not for a five-year-old. It's not Wally. Like, you know, there are references to things. And this is maybe for older kids. And, you know, I think... With anything, it's good to be able to look at something critically, but then it's also good to enjoy an entertainment thing Um, as long as we can separate what we believe and continue to hold on to that. So, you know, I say personally, it's a cute movie. Take a minute to enjoy it if you're old enough and mature enough. If you're five, six, seven, eh, maybe not time for you. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of This Moment and the Divinity of Disney series. I am so glad that you joined me today. I hope that something you heard today revealed more of who God is so that you can go and introduce him to someone else. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, if you like what you hear... Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to share with your friends.